Christian. Christian. You're listening to that blessed and highly flavored podcast. It's only because a nigga blessed. Welcome back to Black Hole Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for a episode of FBI. Now, this is usually a show we cover under the den where New Amsterdam, Mixed Dish, and oh my, I am spacing out on the last one. (laughs) It's been a really long time since we've covered any of these shows, but I feel like I'm missing one. And I cannot, for the life of me, at this point in time, at night, figure that shit out. So, yeah. But since this is the only show back at our current time, it felt a little odd just having the den with its solo FBI. So I'm just going to put it under the correct category of just the series until the friends can join it i'm still in the back of my mind thinking like what is that fucking fourth show (laughs) i cannot remember it that is awful it's just not coming to me what was it something i didn't like or something i i don't hmm maybe it was only three because I remember we did All Rise at some point, but I quickly got out of that show. And then, yeah, I think that's, I don't know, Mimi or Shy will tell me, or it'll come back to me in another moment, probably at like 4 a.m. in the morning, <laughs> and I will figure it out. But we are going to talk about the premiere episode of FBI Season 3 never trust a stranger this episode was written by rick e directed by alex chappelle i gave this episode a 9.8 out of 10 i was really happy to have the show back i am interested in seeing or intrigued i should say on how the production staffs have worked around covid and i'm so (laughs) and this is why i know i'm a tv nerd because I don't, I'm pretty sure everyone else was just watching the show. I'm, and I'm sitting here going, this is really ingenious how they kept the social distancing. <laughs> like, and then how they had people, like, they're leaning into the world that we are in right now. And I think that is a smart thing to do. I'm not sure what other production companies, because there hasn't been many shows that have come back that have been filming during COVID. But I thought this was an outstanding performance production wise, uh, the way in which the episode, episode, episode flowed, the way they have the angles, like it was a little jarring at first. I wonder if it was jarring for other people, but I quickly by the end of it was all in about how, or, or I should say I was already all in, but I was completely amazed and applauding the way in which everything felt seamless considering the changes speaking of changes yes no Kristen, chazelle no ebony noel my heart was hurting a lot like a lot a lot i knew i did not see her in the promo 
and then someone told me well she's on it on imbd and i thought the same thing well maybe she just wasn't in the promo but i remember a tickle in my heartstrings when i did see her nowhere to be found talking about fbi on twitter because i follow her there and usually she always posts things behind the scenes and yet i got none of that then i got concerned when it was clear they were showing other characters and introducing other characters and she was nowhere to be found i appreciate the fact that they didn't have us just going where's waldo they completely addressed it immediately even if it was rather sudden i don't know what's going on behind the scenes neither the production or i should say dick wolf entertainment or the actress has said anything so it seems as if it is in the way in which they phrase it it's an amicable split uh i guess this is a private thing she was a very popular character she was given i think good storylines she definitely i didn't think you know was given the raw end of a stick as far as her connection to you know the show so i i'm i'm sure she's happy and i'm happy if she's happy but man i was definitely like jubo's face <laughs> like so i got this text from Kristen, and she's moving to dallas yeah she's moving to dallas okay well if she's happy i'm happy she is okay i guess i have to deal with this new person <laughs> whose name currently is not Kristen. <laughs> black woman that's not Kristen. that's that's pretty much where i got i think at the end of the episode i realized it may have been Catherine, but i'm still not 100 percent sure <laughs> and it's not un, it's not fair to the character but it is definitely you know she it was three years man two years beloved and it's not that i had anything against the new character whatsoever i think by the end of the episode i really like her and i like the fact that she is so different from Kristen. but like i said you was gonna even bump in the road for fans that quite frankly had some triangle shipping relationships going on <laughs> like there was a, Kristen was a centerpiece of this show that is absolute facts absolute facts so now that we have gotten that out of the way let's talk about the episode we start i thought talking about 2020 (laughs) and i again dick wolf always does this with his shows he does not pretend as if they are not happening in this time frame like he's very realistic with his story arc so having two caucasian folks talking about you know hey we're all racist (laughs) like um i'm not sure i agree with that premise however i'm willing to hear you out such a very respectful and a way to carry a dialogue i think so i just love the fact that we're in a woke world and dick was like yeah we ain't fucking playing no games (laughs) we ain't playing none of that we're not gonna act like 2020 did not happen we gonna drop y'all ass right in the middle of this shit here's a white supremacist (laughs) storyline 
said in case you didn't know these are the enemies i'm gonna even show you what they tats look like in case you see them out there in the streets because they educated me tonight i don't know if they have a whole aryan circle got different factions and religion okay go on dick give me some uh sesame street hour on fbi because <laughs> i didn't know none of this they're always hanging out at biker gangs why do you need to like why is that the why where did that connection come from i am very curious because yes you you do not see many black or brown people on motorcycles <laughs> and a lot of the motherfuckers do not like wearing their helmets i don't understand why like you go from zero percent chance i hit another vehicle and survive to 60 percent chance i hit another <laughs> that is what the helmet does so it's all uh, i just I, I i don't but that's why and i love when that was brought up a little later like you just think we're stupid yeah because unfortunately most of you are i mean really are like, it is a little cultish some of the white supremacists now i'm saying a little it's cultish the white supremacist stuff because it doesn't require this thing called education <laughs> like we don't deal in facts fuck you got a whole president right now that is so indoctrinated in this cult and religion that he is putting out court cases all over the fucking world that his old people are throwing out like what is this shit what like you can talk this shit behind closed doors <laughs> but come on man <laughs> we went to school bitch you may have faked your ass through it but we actually graduated we have the actual doctrines to prove it the hell you thought you was gonna just prance in here with your fucking ideas and cases because you can get the money to file the okay we got all on to a different subject but man they are cracking me up in these streets drag that's my favorite thing is when other white folks drag other white folks woke white folks dragging trash white folks i am here for it you are my allies and i stand with you i love you so much you're the ones i can swirl with moving on let's let's go to the episode i didn't write any notes clearly and we start with after this whole uh conversation with a mass shooter story arc in which two guys go to this newspaper and start shooting people i will say i kind of lol'd even though it was not meant to be funny when in the shooter he just asked her out on a date and everything and then the girl's like oh my god and he went the whole other fucking direction <laughs> he didn't even try to be chivalrous <laughs> oh she was one of the ones that fell down and couldn't make it because that's what apparently happens when you are in heels that's why i wear comfortable flats i need to be prepared at all times to run for my fucking life <laughs> oh my god i'm so trash right now but this whole art in a way like i didn't need it to be as uh what's the word intricate i mean it was a whole bunch of ignorant people with guns shooting other people they just 
are sad are getting attention which is gays and blacks so yeah they didn't need to make it so sophisticated because we're not dealing with those type of people i was all in about that fact uh it was more about introducing the new character seeing catching up with our old characters and oa being the constant stabler as he is but he's just he he's someone who believes in people even when other people he's like look <laughs> i stand with my people and the fact that he's someone that uh rehabilitated a racist and he's like i'm not willing to simply give up on this person because other people have especially as he has been someone i trust like there's a lot going on in here that i really liked that had nothing really to do with the pace of the actual like we didn't know who the fuck william is we didn't need to know who the fuck william is or eddie or tyler that wasn't the point the point was how do we talk to each other through the different cultural differences that come out and that's not just a black white irish um hood talk (laughs) it's also male female you know um arab and and white it's a lot of different back and forth that was going on and uh yeah this was always informant being the one that was driving the car but he didn't know that the dudes was going to do anything he just stole a fucking car to try to prove that he was down because they was he was asking questions and they were getting suspicious so yeah okay he was doing his job (laughs) but okay it all worked out in the end and that's why i'm like yeah i didn't but oh i will say the minute he i saw this dude talking about man i missed something like he was way too emotional for someone who was not there (laughs) when he said it was big mike i was like why the fuck you lying why you always lying oh my god stop fucking lying always lying to me But it became the entire episode all about saving this boy from himself because he really just made everything worse for himself because he really was like he became a black man i don't trust the fucking system <laughs> i was just driving a car <laughs> i know y'all gonna pin this shit on me for white people died <laughs> he straight up i'm so done oh my god but yes that's exactly what he did (laughs) i mean he was not listening to reason at all with a fucking mullet i was like oh my god that mullet is killing me but he really just wanted to start his life over you don't do that with a gun sir yeah don't do like i was so on nestor's side like um well and then he took hostages (laughs) and that changed the narrative man look omar gave him more than enough chances to be like okay you didn't really do anything you may you're an informant you have more information to give (laughs) why did you need to go off acting crazy because like in the end he was like i don't fucking trust the establishment and then the entire time maggie was just like i think he's her (laughs) 
I'm telling you because I was undercover and we got a whole storyline and Maggie probably did some shit because we all know Maggie was the one that was uh all the way by the book and it was Omar always going off page but maybe things have changed her her coming back was very like it was handled well like it didn't feel clunky at all I even love the part where he was like still need to be in control okay good good to know <laughs> um I don't think I'm I was as hateful of her character as Mimi was I wonder in her feedback what she's gonna have to say because she got very visceral at the end <laughs> uh in regards to Maggie but yeah I, I enjoyed her coming back apparently she's got a new love interest and let me tell y'all something Nestor was fine he was fine I was like girl oh oh move aside let me jump on that but uh I like the blast black mass when they were talking to an uh older gentleman just like these subtle things that really made me love the episode like I said almost with uh with not really needing too much to go on with the other plot point because it was all about chasing this idiot ass boy because in in retrospect that's a really dumb plot if if that was all there was to it but because there was just so much more meat on the on the bone it i i wasn't even annoyed that he was annoying because <laughs> uh, he ran from the fbi and that never goes well taking hostages what did you think then you got oa got a today was about to shoot him and of course you got that old man being like don't kill my son he was so happy you were gonna get him a legitimate job uh he could also lie to your face <laughs> but i get it oa's like i know good people from bad people and that's what the thing of it is it's like yeah it's easy to believe just because he started off as a racist that he's always going to be a racist and instead he's just going to be a moron that used to be a racist <laughs> but in the end of the day he saved people he saved lives and that's why you know he might be given some leniency when he goes to jail but there's also the point that he didn't have to go to jail he could have just went in the car with omar and like i said omar kind of set it up and told him because he tried to give him that hypothetical that's why i'm like this is really your fault omar because <laughs> you shouldn't beat i know i wrote it down right in my non-notes <laughs> that it's, uh, it's him he's the driver <laughs> because it was written all over his face and then he was like well how did he not know he just is guilty so of course after you told him that you can't backtrack that's probably why you had to chase him down all episode like this is fucking my fault if i would have just sussed out the fact that he was clearly on edge and he clearly <laughs> was the driver and there is no big mic uh like especially when he was yelling over the freaking uh train track i've been in new york i've seen that train track i love it um lost my train of thought that it was that he was involved so i think we've exhausted everything we need to say about that did i finish my thought about the black mass that they had them on in respect for someone who is an older gentleman something other people still can't understand the concept of they don't work oh okay so i'm just not gonna put on a seatbelt 
because I don't really want to. And, you know, if I'm in a head-on collision, <laughs> I might die anyway. I can't stand people. Anyhow, <laughs> moving back to this episode. Like I said, those subtle things. During the chase scenes, I still really love the way they use the camera angles to capture the action. I really like that they kept the actual FBI agents or tact force, whoever these guys are that are in the scenes with the actors. Brilliant. I love everything about that. It brings a, a uh, realism to the scene because you can tell they're trained. It's not, oh, this one actor and a whole bunch of extras pretending these people feel like they're the real fucking deal and they just uh they're seamless i love them guys then there was another scene during a chase where the guy was running and she had a shot or scola had the shot and he waited till he turned around before shooting him that is such a small detail but it's also why people are protesting out there in the streets because just because a suspect is running does not mean you shoot them in the fucking back they're not a threat (laughs) and the fact that a tv show can get it right is so just profound (laughs) that officers apparently can't and it shows that there are police procedures and they're supposed to be done correctly and when they are done correctly they do get the job done and that's where i think you know because we can go all and this is a show about fbi so it's not irrelevant to talk about you know abolish police and and a lot of things that people want coming out from the protests over the years or not years the year it feels like years jesus jesus does 2020 not feel like 10 years in one but um just though i mean like when police work is done right by responsible police officers no one has a problem with that (laughs) it's when police abuse and and disregard and black and brown people are not treated like equal citizens that we have a problem and i i guess i have a admiration for tv shows that i like watching fbi i like watching ny or what not the nypd one (laughs) when i think about the nypd i'm thinking about csi nypd but i really enjoy cop shows and i do have a respect for cops out there not all but i'm not of the mindset like fuck all the police fuck all the racist officers out there but i i have a friend who's a cop and she's not a racist and she's appalled every time that or you know embarrassed and you know you know what i'm trying to say i'm way too um drunk right now to put it all together (laughs) and i probably shouldn't even be talking about it because of that reason but you know rational people what i'm getting at so i just like i'm glad that this show allows me to root for the good guys when they're doing good things and this is the type of things that the good people do do can we talk about isabel one second though because she didn't have much and i'm glad like she's 
being the background character that I expected her in season two to be and her pace in this episode was perfect not just enough as the captain not too much but I will say I laughed my ass off when she was like have you found your informant he was like no wrong answer (laughs) well then get your shit together get it all together and put it in a backpack all your shit so it's together i can't even be mad that is so fucking embarrassing (laughs) i couldn't stop laughing after this there was just so many funny scenes in this episode that i don't even know if it was meant to be funny or if it was just my state of uh inebriation man did i laugh at that scene so hard Cause it's like, um, so DHS just told me this. <laughs> you got white supremacist shit all over, like, dude. Like, I get it's your informant, but he's not calling you. <laughs> the situation is out of control, and we gonna look hella, hella stupid when we get raped over the coals. So you saying no is definitely, and saying no like it ain't a big deal too. So let's go to the last part of this episode um, that needs to be spoken on. I think we've tiptoed it around it enough, which is the new character, Catherine, I believe. We'll double check that next week, but black woman that is not Kristen. Now that's so insulting because it's not to say black women are interchangeable, although one went out and one came in, but... It could just be like, okay, we're going to respect the fact that there was an African-American woman on the staff and we don't want to replace her with a white woman. So I'm not going to be mad at that. Let's see. How do we like her? I like the fact that her and Stuart were immediately not cool because that is real life. You ain't really like you're trying to suss someone out they're your new partner you don't know if you're gonna get along and i will say everything with kristen was just like butter like everyone loved kristen everyone she was just beloved so yeah and it does create a different dynamic like you have jubal now in his room of nerds and then you have isabel those two are the ones that are command center then you have the ones out in the field and yeah I did not like the last woman that was um, his partner. So, and their relationship was just odd. (laughs) Like they were friendly, but they weren't. And I just didn't care. And in this one, I can say, all right, I can see a partner development that's that's, um, a good one. Because everyone has different partner relationships. And I'm used to that in Dick Wolf shows. So that is a a callback that I do enjoy because Christian was like in the field, not in the field, had the partner, but then really was the part with Jubal, which is why we had that uh shipping triology. Um (laughs) is it triology? Did I just make up a word? Uh there's no shipping at the moment. Nope. Mm -mm. But I do like her swag. I will say that by the beginning of the episode i was like mm, i don't know about you but at the end i was like i'm a boss ass bitch 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 i will say the biggest thing i really enjoy is the fact that they let her talk like a black person <laughs> that is so 
refreshing <laughs> like you don't even understand usually it's only in black shows with other black characters do they let a character talk black what do i mean by talk black bruh <laughs> she said bruh that's not just the thing everybody says no that's the thing we say <laughs> when he said hot lana and she was like nobody calls it hot lana anymore like you clearly are white trying to connect with me in a black way and that's why i really like their first interaction because it was real like i don't know you white man <laughs> like you are pretty with the blue eyes but i i, I don't know about you Mm-mm. and apparently she's had bad experiences clearly with white irishmen and that's like i'm gonna be real real true um <laughs> while she said the nypd eh, we know who was out there in the protests we know <laughs> we know who was talking about um, uh, um okay we, we 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 just gonna leave it there but what i'm saying is this show is smart and it's not dumb and it's very liberal and i love it i love the the burns that are in the in between the lines so i just i like this interaction the fact like oh i'm half irish because he was like oh she's like i'm tired of hanging out at o'malley's it's like he gave her a long ass look um i'm half irish she was like whoops <laughs> but i said what i said hey, that okay you better change my mind about irishman because my previous experience don't tell me <laughs> anything flattering we find out at the end that she punched her sergeant in the face after he said some things my guess is they were racist considering that she is definitely a beautiful dark-skinned woman and i do like that about her she seems confident i like in the end too there was a little bit of vulnerability to her i think that was what i was missing at first i was like mm, i hope they don't play her the hard-ass black woman that you know gotta be michonne like michonne was great don't get me wrong but there are some people that's like you know the first three episodes she was introduced <laughs> they're like um i don't know i'm like no you're thinking about michonne in the comic that's where i always tell people you're thinking michonne in the comic michonne in the comic is yes that type of person that we fear are are the tropes but michonne in the tv show is not the same person so now that i once again went down a rabbit hole and have to find my way back to where i was at i like her look i like that she is confident like she came out the blue and just took old boy down um i like also the fact that she says how sure are you about the dog like i'm about to kill an unarmed person can i trust you like can i trust your information is good like if we're partners we need to be able to trust each other like there's again there's so much little things between the lines here that is just rather outstanding and they went for it and they didn't hold back and that's why i really love this episode he was like um i had that oh yeah this is when they talked to that one dude that scene cracked me the fuck up too i don't know why <laughs> but again <laughs> maybe because he was like oh you think you tough huh let me tell you about yourself uh Jalen, because you got it written on your fucking neck like an idiot like we all know who the fuck on uh <laughs> you go in those, any store and rob it we all gonna know who did it his name was Jalen. 
because he had it written tattooed across his fucking neck like an idiot then he got his tats on his arm also giving his gang affiliation away and then she ran him for filth was like i even know the project you grew up in <laughs> then he started shaking and quivering like um lying to me is a felony and i'm gonna make sure when i pull all these tapes and i find your ass we prosecute it that one dude dipped so fucking fast run like why are they making me laugh like this and he didn't, like he was not seen he got ghost <laughs> like they wasn't even talking to him <laughs> he was like deuces i'm out <laughs> Jalen. they know your name <laughs> and you was hella disrespectful talking about i asked no questions <laughs> all right then oh man that scene cracked me up and then he was like i had that she was like oh okay i'm sorry i didn't mean to offend you but if i feel like i need to step in that's what i'm gonna do and if you gonna have a problem with that i don't roll like that he was like i don't roll like that either i'm a rule breaker <laughs> which stola totally is he said by the way call me Stuart." you talk dirty to me i was so tapped the shit out of that a he's half irish and y'all know that's my damn kryptonite secondly like dorky white men i want to turn you out hot lana no 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 give me my oh, six months now that my thirst is out and i have exhausted all topics let's see what the feedback has to bring If you want to send feedback for the next episode of FBI, you can send that to blackrollcouch at gmail.com. You can send it in written format or you can send it via audio. We just got Lamia up tonight. How did she like the premiere? What up, Stina? It's Mimi. Um, I just finished watching FBI and uh, I'm just sending in feedback. I don't know what season we're on. I know this is the first episode of whatever season we're on. I think this is season three. I don't remember. It doesn't matter. Um, first, I gotta tell you that when they got the new the new uh, agent Tiffany, and you know she's a beautiful dark skinned black woman with natural hair, I was like, yes, queen. But then I'm like, usually they replace they hire a black girl to replace a black girl. They wouldn't allow two black girl magics to be on this show. And then it was confirmed, yes, Christine is no longer. And I'm devastated. It, and, it, you know, it happened pretty early on. So um, they didn't even give us much time to think about it. Like, I don't know what happened, but it's pretty sad that we don't get her anymore. Like, I'm really, I'm really sad about it. So I just wanted to open up with that. But I will say that this uh, Tiffany agent, I like her. I like her a lot. Um, I'm glad the other Asian girl, I just looked up her name is Emily. I'm glad she's gone because she was kind of annoying. Um, it's funny that she just vanished and we didn't hear about her or anything. Like they didn't even bring her up. Like she never even existed. So she's gone. 
Um, but I do like this new character. I like how tough she is. I like that she speaks her mind. Um, but every time there's characters like this, I always hear pushback. And I don't know, maybe one of you guys might feel this way. I don't know. But I, everything I always hear um, from other black women is that they hate when they make a, the black woman a, you know, an angry black woman. And I guess, you know, maybe that's what they're going for. Um, but I feel like it's just uh, opposite of trying to be like, because Christine was, uh, she was very, very sweet, very soft, um, very smart. Um, she wasn't very physically um, abrasive and she didn't, you know, immediately go to violence. She always used her brain. So I feel like this is a nice contrast to the character we had. Like we're not getting a carbon copy I don't want her to be completely opposite because then it would be obvious that that's what they're trying to do but I like her personally um I wish she was um OA's partner or even Maggie's partner I just I don't know her her relationship with Scola is weird but maybe they're trying to be opposite on purpose I guess only time will tell um so I guess we'll see how that goes um, and I really, honestly, I want to just point this out because I know what I'm going to say is going to be like, oh my God, here she go again. But I have been excited to see these shows that I've been missing come back. And I was so ready to like, honestly, let's just, I'm just going to put this out there. I thought Maggie's character was on like a mission. So we weren't going to see her because she was pregnant. So I thought that was their way of getting out. But then we had this hiatus. So clearly she's had the baby already. So they could make her come back, whatever, whatever, whatever. So I was actually like looking forward to say, okay, let's see how they, they do with her this season. But immediately she got on my nerve, like straight from jump. Like, first of all, I knew immediately that she was messing around with that dude. First of all, they've been undercover her how many months and the way he was looking at her and the fact that they're supposed to be FBI agents and nobody pointed that out. Shit like that pisses me off because if I noticed it and I'm just a civilian Y'all should notice body cues and him the way he's like smitten looking at her. He ain't even trying to hide it. Like it was so apparent. Um, and I guess maybe they just wanted OA to like not say anything so that she brings it up to him. But the fact that they just trying to make it, it like it's like he's oblivious. That annoyed me. I would have liked some throwaway line was when you're ready to tell me whatever that is. I'm listening like something like that so that we know he's not stupid because the signs were there. The way he pecked her on the cheek, he wasn't even trying to hide it. Like, y'all literally just finished a friggin' um, hostage negotiation. And you sitting here smiling like a little lost puppy in love with this ugly lady. That was mean, but I don't think she's pretty. Her long face, she looks like a horse to me. That's all I see when I look at her. I do not think she's pretty at all. But I'm sure there's tons of people find her very attractive. I am not one of them. Uh, the other thing that annoys me is the way, like when when OA wanted to go in there and like talk down his um what do they call it his uh his informant um and she was like like if OA says he can do it he can do it like first of all bitch who the hell do you think you are you are not in charge you and OA are both regular FBI agents he clearly is the one in charge because he's the hostage negotiator so why do you get a say in what we're allowed to do and what we're not? Like, who put you 
in next in line to be in charge you shouldn't be in charge if y'all got sent away like you were supposed to be you wouldn't even be there so i hate when things like that happen because it makes me so irritated with maggie like this is why this bitch thinks she has some authoritative um i guess authority i should say she has authority over people is because they they give her lines like this like he should why should he listen to her who are you you are you the boss are you are you a commander no shut the fuck up and sit down like that's what he should have told her and clearly since he's in love with her maybe he wouldn't have said it like that but he would have been like this is this is my domain i will handle this accordingly but he shouldn't have just given her the say so okay well she says oa can handle it let's handle it but normally i would say that you're too close to this go you're off the case like oh i hate i hate that they let her get away with everything the other thing that bothered me with her was that she was like you're too close to this i'm gonna remove you off the case how who are you we're partners you are not my fucking boss bitch you can't remove me from nothing you can go talk to somebody else and tell them that i'm too close to this but you ma'am don't have the authority to tell me what to do and that's what oa should have said but no he's like but why it's so irritated i hate that they give her so much um leeway and let her just run shit and she's been gone for how many months and she just jumps right back in and she's just allowed to just boss motherfuckers around why how makes me so sick oh um let's talk about oa um i didn't like how um he just allowed maggie to be a hypocrite when she was like you're too close to this and he was didn't say anything and i would have been like so why is it that when you feel strongly about something your gut instinct is allowed to just overrule every logical but when i think he is he had nothing to do with this and he is a good kid and you know he's just over his in over his head you just automatically just don't believe anything i say and i'm too close to this because there's no way i could be right about this like there's just absolutely no way but whenever you have a gut feeling i remember that one episode that that i think it was like the trigger of when i just could not stand her was when i don't remember the episode verbatim i don't remember the characters they aren't remembering anything like that i just know the gist of it was there was this guy who they believed was either he was a bomber or he was a murderer or something like that and he kept saying he did it and all the evidence pointed to him but she kept saying like i don't i just don't buy it i don't believe it he didn't do it he didn't do it like everything pointed to that he did it and the case should have been closed and she just kept pushing no he didn't do it he didn't do it and then of course because they have to make her the hero and the heroine that's always right she ended up being right but i wish she was wrong so why is it that you get to go against everything we're seeing all the evidence pointing that he did it but oa can't do it like it's stuff like that that makes me dislike her she should not win all of the time and that story at the end where she was like i shot her she was my friend why was she your friend if you were on a case that was your first mistake you shouldn't have never even become friends with her and if she was your friend why would you shoot her why wouldn't you say put the knife down put the knife down put the knife down i don't want to shoot you up you just don't shoot her like shut up just go get the medal and shut the fuck up like i hate her i can't stand it and i hope we get more of the other characters and less on maggie but yeah that's just that's how the fbi works they love her raggedy ass and we always gotta listen to her talk we always gotta follow her and her stupid ass melodramas um i like i said i like this episode but maggie just bothers me and i really 
hate that I dislike her so much, but she makes me pull the show down. Like if I want to give the episode a 10, her presence, if it's like overwhelming, it'll drop it down to a seven just because I have so many issues with her. Um, I'm, I'm hoping that they tone her down. Um, maybe they give other characters the reins. Um, we see more of Scola. We get more of his backstory. We get more of Tiffany because I, I feel like she's going to be pretty dope because she's already a boss bitch and she, she's doing the damn thing. And mistake me if I'm wrong. When she finally, like when they were, when OA was chasing down that guy and she like elbow checked him and or shoulder checked him and knocked him over. Was OA telling her, what are you doing? Or was he talking to the guy? Because it seemed like he was talking to her. Like, what do you mean what I'm doing? I'm doing my job. I caught a guy you couldn't catch. Like, why are you mad about it? Like, did anyone else keep that? Please tell me I'm wrong. Because that that whole scene threw me off. Like, why the hell is he talking to her like that? I caught a guy you couldn't. That's what I'm doing. Like, that's what she should have said. And then I was like, well, maybe OA's talking to the guy himself. Like, why are you running? I'm not sure. It came across like he was talking to... Tiffany, but I could be wrong. So y'all just just clarify clear clarify that little scene for me. Um that's that's all I got. So um I guess I can end it here. So until next time, love, peace, hair grease, and black girl magic. Queen of the couch, Mimi. It appears Mimi's opinion on Mimi or Missy Paragram, aka Maggie Bell, has not changed. <laughs> going to have to hard side eye left on you on this one ma'am usually i can get even halfway behind <laughs> some of uh the the criticisms and uh the direction but I, on this one i i have to completely disagree because i think there's a few things so first the first question that you asked about was oa saying you know that to the guy no he kept yelling zane he thought that was zane so that's why he said what are you doing before she took the hoodie off and then he goes who the hell are you and that it was revealed that it's he's like yeah i'm whatever he thought he was chasing zane and that he was calling his name and he was not responding so no he was not talking to tiffany i'm glad you knew her name though because <laughs> i sure as hell didn't even get that far i was calling her Catherine. I don't even know where I got Catherine from to be thoroughly transparent. Maybe that's the actress's real name because that's where I kept calling her. Secondly, on the one thing, like I didn't think she was like, and it didn't even seem like the one part about her saying, you know, you're too close. You to step back. Oh, wait, he fucked up. <laughs> okay. That must be stated very clear. He didn't know everyone's understanding about that fact but he also like these you can't make these types of judgment calls like you're expected to make those judgment calls and i think sometimes you forget that oa is not maggie's equal he she's actually his superior so yeah he she actually can <laughs> address with him like they're partners but she has the seniority uh leadership not only that she has seniority period she he hasn't been in the game as long as she has been like i remember that from first episode he's learning from her so to me i thought it was her being hey you you might be too close now if she wanted to be a bitch on it she could have 
went to the boss and said it that would have been the wrong thing to do in this case and scenario her just saying hey i think you're too close and that you should maybe step back and he says i'm good so then later on when she backs him it that's what you do for your partner like even if you think your partner is wrong and off to the side you might be like i don't i'm not feeling your thinking on this when you're in front of other people having your partner's back meaning backing them even if you don't think they already right and in that part with Nestor, it wasn't that like yeah i like how he handled it at first because he was absolutely right i'm the negotiator yeah you know him i thought oh wait respect like he, he came up it's like let me do this he's like nope uh-uh he took hostages i get he was your informant he even said he was his friend so that in itself was very clearly oa being way too like he was not taking it putting it close to the vest even if it was like he was just doing too much and i can say that loving oa and knowing that he was wrong like he was wrong but he also could have easily been wrong um or he was right but he could have easily been wrong now i like the example that you brought up in that particular episode yeah we had a problem with it i remember talking about that episode but that's not the same situation that occurred in this particular episode it's a way different circumstance and even so they still like you're allowed to talk in the room about how you feel i I don't know i just don't connect those two things like i get what you're saying but it's almost as if you're bringing those past feelings into this particular situation and they don't necessarily in my opinion anyway mesh up because in that she just really thought she was right and everybody else was like you're wrong i mean oa wasn't like oh i back you because you're right he was like no i think he wrong (laughs) like this is the guy like he clearly was saying that that whole episode no this is the guy so they literally just flipped it on this and same thing like okay you believe that you're right it's all about not trying like go ahead and go her going to isabel would have been a wrap (laughs) that would have been throwing your dude under the bus and i would have that would have not been a, a good look I thought they did tone her down a great deal in this episode uh actually because uh, we got to spend a lot more time with Stuart and uh and um tiffany in the car getting to them to get to know each other having them butt heads a little bit like i know you have this idea in your brain and i'm just gonna throw you i'm so throwing you out on this every black person you want to be always partner because he hot and you want to, to ideally see that in your brain but unfortunately <laughs> this show has a lead and the lead characters are omar and maggie and they're the lead partners just like scola or not scola uh benson and stabler just like um i've watched all of them the law and orders uh they have their partners you ain't gonna see that like you're not gonna see the 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 high crew switch it up like that's not gonna happen (laughs) and if you're waiting for it i'm just gonna go ahead and pop that bubble for you right now it's not it's never gonna happen that's never gonna be the team up that's the partnership that's the relationship most people enjoy it (laughs) yes there are times where i I am on board with sometimes they allow too much with Maggie's character. However, I I also don't see it or as bothered by it when it's not apparent to me. 
and it could just be that you just don't like this character and that's fine too there's just some people like i said with a frost or whatever that character is on um i forgot or actually caitlin like it doesn't matter what caitlin does like whether it made sense it didn't make sense like it was a good moment forward whatever the case may be you're going to feel a certain way because you don't like that character you don't like that actress i think in the case of maggie you don't like the character you don't like the actress and you're that's your opinion you're allowed uh however i have to when i don't agree be like um that's you just not liking the actress because <laughs> i did not see that and we don't have a third person in the room because you know i don't know where the hell she at to to reflect on it as well but i do think there are things that last season that were very problematic with maggie's character but i think this season thus far in the premiere i thought they it was a very smooth transition she has her own life they're not teasing the oa maggie relationship thing these are all great things for me um that i thought was a step up that i already see as an improvement and then i do think that you missed a scene with regards to oa knowing yeah no he clearly knew like they were bumping and then they were like undercover and then she's like oh he's a little too caught and like him laughing on i'm not sure how you read that scene but he totally was teasing her about it by saying he was like oh he's a good agent that's not what i asked how's he's a person like he clearly got what was going on and he, you know he's a little too cocky for me he, he's he's not stupid <laughs> and i don't think they were playing him like he was stupid the way he was smiling he clearly got that those two were a little bit more than friends and the way you know she even said he's too cocky for me and the way he smiled afterwards like oh yeah that's the perfect kind of guy because she's a strong-headed person and in their relationship you know you LA is the one that's like that's what he's like you're just a control freak and I have to be the one that's a little bit like in a, any partnership there is going to be there's the alpha and there's the uh non-alpha the beta and the relationship between you know him and her she's the alpha and it's okay because having female empowerment is important too i know even for white women <laughs> that might be a, a thing not not uh caring about at this particular moment in time but i am uh what is what is, what is someone switzerland i am switzerland <laughs> so i will hear you out i will not say you're not wrong to feel the way you feel but i i must respectfully disagree i thought she was handled very well in this episode um and yeah some of those counterpoints i did uh give you some counterpoints with i think you don't also like stewart at all <laughs> and i love stewart scola i love everything about him uh i think me and shy were pretty much more of a fan <laughs> of stewart uh and emily i'm so glad they didn't mention her name sometimes you don't need to mention like it's bad like we cared that Kristen wasn't there ain't nobody give a shit emily was not there like they didn't even when when the show doesn't even think to give you a backstory that's when you know you're just a fill-in for whatever was going on i'm not sure i'm really not and i would love to know this story in about 10 years when it's on the vh1 special or maybe she'll just come out in a really deep interview next year and we'll find out what happened 
but whatever it is i do think it is probably the actress it doesn't seem like it's a horrible thing like they took the time to bring it up in the show and have people sad about it so yeah here's hoping maybe and maybe that's why they didn't really address it because it could just be an open door to the actress like you can come back whenever you want uh they may have just allowed her some time we don't know we don't know uh and i did laugh because you were thinking the same thing i was rotate one black person out for another black person (laughs) it's exactly what i was thinking but to be fair as i stated earlier talking out the side of my mouth i'm happy it's a black woman and she looks gorgeous and natural and she talks like a real person she'd be like nah i'm like oh i love her (laughs) she talks like me and uh i do stand that there was one other point that you made and i don't think i have it in my brain oh about the angry black like i'm not like like to me when when uh michonne after rick came with the half side uh when she got off that horse she was like it's not your decision to make i was like i love this let me tell you those are my best michonne so yes yeah, some people really don't be and i get it i get it because apparently it's this huge trope thing where you got to be the mammies or the I, I yeah i got it i got it allow black women to be people too i got it but at the same time that doesn't mean we can't not be badasses or hard asses we shouldn't not play those roles just because it became the only role we could play it's just we would like to be versatile not that we don't want to play the role that is an absolute and utter tough as nails badass but yeah you i thought when she was shooting the guy at the end that was a brilliant moment to show that she was in indeed vulnerable and then her opening up to scola those show that no she's got layers to her and it's not going to be the trope so i'm not even worried about that and those pushing back clearly weren't weren't seeing that because they were so focused on that and it is it is i have to acknowledge a traumatic post-traumatic idealism that that exists in the black community especially when there's characters we really like that we we feel very um raw about their portrayal so again if you want to join the conversation blackrollcouch at gmail.com you can find this podcast on podbean stitcher itunes spotify and wherever else good podcasts can be found my social medias will be below remember to like share subscribe and if you have time run over to itunes rate and leave a review until the next time peace hair grease black girl magic